Welcome to How I Grew My Practice, the podcast where health professionals share the behind the scenes stories of how they built a thriving practice. Each episode will uncover surprising challenges, victories, and life lessons learned throughout their journeys. Let's get started. Welcome to How I Grew My Practice, a podcast presented by Next Health. I'm your host, Alec. In this episode, we have Next Health's first employee joining us. He's been responsible for helping build out sales, customer success, marketing. He's currently working on partnerships and our API. The man who does it all, no task too small, Mr. Bobby Jones. Bobby, what up? How you doing today? What's going on, Alec? Good to see you. Doing well. Excited about this today. So most folks probably do not know who Bobby Jones is. Again, being the first employee of a company valued at a billion dollars is not a small thing. So Bobby, can you give us a little bit of your background? Who are you? How'd you meet Al and how'd you land at NextHealth? Yeah, very, very good question. Let me start from the top. Um, so I was actually freshly off of an MBA. I was actually still finishing my my final semester of college. I was in the, in the process of finalizing my thesis. Um, and I, I kind of found it that I wanted to join a company as an early hire. I wanted to help build something off the ground, uh, particularly in healthcare tech and, and actually particularly in SaaS. Um, I actually found Al and Nexel through through an article online and, and through AngelList. Um, and I actually just reached out cold. And I had a few conversations with Al throughout this final semester that I was in. Um, and I was actually in California considering a job in out there when I got a call from Al. Um, and he basically gave me like 48 hours to be in New York to start. Um, it was no joke. It was a Friday afternoon. It was like, all right, let's do this. Can you be in New York City on Monday? Um, at that point, I said yes. I got on a plane back to D.C., packed up a couple bags and took a train to New York City. And I honestly was living on a, on a former roommate's couch, former college roommate's couch for a couple of weeks until I found a place. Um, that's how it started. I think to give a little more context there, like grew up in a very entrepreneurial environment, knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, so it's finding the right person, finding the right company. But at that point, like I was 23, I didn't know exactly what I was doing, had some conversations. And to be frank, like on the surface, Al and I came from very different backgrounds, um, but instantly gelled, instantly default trust was there, something we'll get to in a little bit. But that's how it started. Um, and from there, we just kind of started running. So it's not every day that, you know, you kind of blindly follow uh, another young 23, 24 year old and uh, now are the CEO of Next Health Alamin. What were a couple of the characteristics that made you so confident in joining a company that had zero revenue, zero customer? <laughs> yeah. Um... It's a great question. I think, I think like one thing first actually is something that I realized early on. It's like first employees, like often similarly founders, like you find yourself doing jobs that you've never done before, um, which can be a blessing. It can also be a curse. And I'm like incredibly lucky to be in that position and have put myself in that position. Um, thinking about that, that, that was kind of like what I wanted. Um, so <laughs> When getting into this, not necessarily what I was getting into, thinking about these traits, um, 
a lot of it was this vision. I know it sounds weird. Um, and I know it sounds, you know, a lot of, a lot of people think about this broader vision of next health and this mission, mission of next health. We're facilitating innovation in healthcare. A lot of this coming back to our synchronizer, building around proprietary integrations into EHR systems. Um, that was part of the plan since the beginning. And I, I think a lot of people think that it took some time for us to develop that vision. Um, and I saw that now. Uh, it, it was like a blind trust in the beginning. And hear him speak to it to the point that it was kind of like, I'm in. I want to run full speed at this. Like, tell me what I need to do. Tell me what I need to execute on. Um, and it's pretty incredible. Like, six years of working on a mission and like truly starting to see it come to fruition. Like, have not lost it as we've scaled. Have we reached a billion dollar valuation? Have we reached 300 plus employees? Um, I don't think that perfectly answers your question, but. It was it was legitimately the vision that was in place, and I think a lot of people don't realize that um, that it's been there from the beginning. We didn't just start as this product that we were selling into dental offices with the idea to grow to this large company. Like, did have a deliberate plan with it. Didn't know exactly how we were going to get there, um, but I saw that now early on. And and I think to 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 bring back to my earlier comment, like. I kind of wanted to be in that position. Um, I definitely wanted to be in that position, not kind of, um, where I had not done this before. It was constantly changing and it wasn't clearly defined, um, but there was an end result. There was an end goal that I was actually passionate about. I think going back to, to even what I said earlier when I was in school, um, you know, I had an idea that I wanted to work on something that was gonna be impactful um, on society, whether it was like small or large. And I know that's kind of like a cliche thing to say, but that was part of it. and. A lot of it was coming together um, in those early conversations with Al. And part of it was like, you know, I was young. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I wanted to sink my teeth into something. So I hope that answers yeah. you well. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of ignorance is bliss, but I mean, even in my, even in my, you know, I've been here now for a year and change and it's just like, you know, his tenacity and vision alone, um, knowing exactly where you want to run and having a lot of sheer speed to, to get to that destination, I think is kind of come through in a lot of the company's culture. Al just um, doesn't take now. And I think I saw yeah. that early on and it was like, this is something that I can like ride with. Like, let's go do this. So, yeah. Yeah. I no doubt. And you feel it here every single day. Um, so I guess kind of just going further into our culture and, you know, maybe a little bit more about Al and what Al's influence you know, has been over the last six, seven years building this company, but, you know, to you, like what makes next health next health? Yeah. Um, so I think I have a little different perspective, um, which is why we're having this conversation, but a lot of it comes down to our culture and operating principles, um, which I'm going to speak to, but I think a lot of what makes next health next health to me and, and speaking this from a first, from a first employee perspective, like, it's ever changing. Um, and, and I, I mentioned earlier, like it really is a privilege to learn so quickly. Like there's no quickly quicker way to learn. There's trial by fire. Uh, we definitely made a lot of blunders in the early days and like later days as well. Um, and like growing up from this, you know, kind of like picking your head up and being like having this realization of been building, been operating so devoutly, like kind of in this bubble for the last six years. Um, and having this co this changing environment. So when I when I think about what makes it next health next health to me, that's certainly part of it. Um, 
I think, you know, the, our culture though, like the success in the early days came from us, like literally willing things into existence like day after day for like three years. Um, and, and that means like doing things others are not willing to do. Um, that's a key operating principle of ours. Uh, and I think that just like these things came organically, um, taking full ownership here and like doing actual things others are not willing to do, whether you, whether you think of it from a, from a higher level of our mission of facilitating innovation um, by breaking down these barriers, by building our own proprietary integrations into the medical electronic medical record systems. Um, but if you actually take it down to, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a lower level, um, whether it's, you know, going and doing physical installs, calling, talking to pretty much every, every dentist in New York City for the first six months, trying to build a product like a lot of things that we were doing were just nobody else was doing it. And, and we realized it was what we had to do to, to build a product, to build our own integrations um, and just go to market. So those are a few things. Um, it's, it's really interesting to look back on some of the early days and some of the early things that we do had done. And you think about our operating principles that we, that we live by today, like, they all came from that. They all came from the early days. They came from what we were doing, whether it was um, things like obviously solving the customer's problems first, like not yours. Like I think we're a very customer obsessed company. We always have been. It's it's a differentiator of ours in this in the industry that we play in. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing though, and and I hit on this at the beginning, is like default trust. Like. I had default trust in Al since, since the beginning and, and he thankfully had default trust in me from the beginning and was able to let me run and let me go after opportunities and let me figure a lot of things out early on uh, that got us here. Um, so that's a big one for me, but it's, it, it, to me, a lot of them come together. Yeah, they're individual operating principles, but a lot of them do come together. Um, but yeah, uh, I think ownership too, which plays into this, but, but being able to push the envelope, being able to bring ideas to the table that like we could legitimately execute on, I think, you know, when you adhere to process for so long, um, or do things like how they've always been done, like that's where things fail and that's where you don't capitalize on opportunities. And that's what we had always done differently. Um, so, yeah. So, Given that you've been here for six years, I mean, you've obviously not only have seen the culture document put together more so recently, I guess in the last year, but to your point, you really felt those operating principles come to life over six years. Are there, is there a few, or can you share one specific story from really early on that you think kind of like really indicates what Next Health is all about? Yeah, I have a couple. Um, there's a lot of funny ones too. We might have to, might have to do another another episode on this, yeah, we'll um, especially some of these fundraising stories. But yeah, I, I think a really pivotal one for Next Health and, and even just like personally, this is very much a personal one, um, is when we ran out of money. <laughs> um, we ran out of money in early 2018. And when I say we ran out of money, we legitimately had two weeks left of runway. Um, like we were at the point of the company where like paychecks weren't really a thing. For a little while um and basically what happened was there were four of us it was al Ali, myself and um customer success manager onboarding 
And our largest, we, we were out of money. We were basically about to run out of money. Our largest customer at the time uh, was an enterprise customer. It was a multi-location group. And, you know, we, we had them on a month-to-month contract. Uh, we had to go out and fly, fly out, go see them. Middle of the winter, not a great place to go. Um, and convince them to pay us up front for the year and pay us annually. And that bought us about three more months of time. Um, and if you actually look at the trajectory of Nexel, if you look at the trajectory of our revenue, if you look at the trajectory of our customer base, like that was a, that was a turning point. Um, that was a turning point for us. We went out there, we convinced this customer of ours to pay us annually for the year, uh, pay us annually, pay us front, and bought us about three more months of time to really go to really go to market. Like that was it. That was our last chance. That was our last shot. Um, I remember like the board meeting that that month as well. It was it was grim. It was very grim. Um, and it was like, all right, this is our last shot. Let's go do this. And we're still here today. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, do the uh, do the things others are not willing to do uh, mentality. Just even from that. Um, can you share another one? I know that there is uh, a story, kind of like how did Next Health get through COVID? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have two two uh, two interesting things there. I think one, like when COVID hit, um, we like went on the offense. I feel like a lot of a lot of companies were not like good to their customers when COVID hit. Um, you know, they, for example, we did we we paused billing for all of our customers, um, and we were actively going after and, and bringing on more customers. I, I will say when COVID first day was probably the busiest I've ever been in my life working at Next Health. Um, <laughs> and we were actively on the offense. We we stopped billing all of our customers. We went out um, and we were bringing on many more customers. And, and it's because of what we were doing. Um, and it's because of, you know, there, there's definitely looking at what we do and where the environment was. Like a lot of what we were doing played into that. But ultimately, um, pausing billing for all of our customers, making a pivot, going aggressively after more customers um, and not charging them. We did not bill during COVID to net new customers either for like a six month period. Um, So in addition to that, I think that's something um, like that's a good story. There's a lot more that goes into that. That was kind of a reaction to COVID, but uh, more specifically, um, we, we acquired a company during COVID uh, I would say it was like peak pandemic. We were also just a Series A company. We we had closed a Series A at this point. We were not not that large, not that far along. Um, we actually made an acquisition of a digital forms company that that is you know now a, a great product of ours. And, and it started from a partnership. We've been partnered with them for a while. Um, but this was crazy. Like everyone from our investors, from you know every. <laughs> from our investors to everyone outside of it, like thought this was insane. Like, why would you go acquire a company that are the same size of us? Um, but it was like a very important tool. It was a very important product. It was very important for our market and actually what we were doing, giving the time of COVID and, and also to today. So I think like lesson there um, was problem solving. Like, and, and it was also challenging a lot of, status quo uh why would you go acquire a company that's going to do this or why would you go acquire a company given your size given the environment given the pandemic um it was actually like the complete opposite of what everyone else everyone was telling us to do um and it turned out to be one of the best moves that we made 
That's so awesome. Um, you know, the way that startups work and it sounds, you know, given your six years, it starts off extremely turbulent. There's no set process for anything. It's sheer grit, the problem right in front of you, solve it, move on to the next. And again, it's kind of that idea of no task is too small. You end up getting to a series A, series B. What, at what point in time did you think, wow, like this company is like really moving and grooving? Like, is there a, a point in time or a story that you have where you're like, wow, like things are pretty stable and we're actually starting to see a point of scale? Yeah. Um, things are pretty stable, I guess. <laughs> That's a good question. I think more recently, it's definitely, it's been very interesting. Um, I know I kind of said it earlier, like, you know, you, you're working so diligently on something and like, yeah, you're moving roles, you're moving across different, different projects, different initiatives, like everything is changing every three months, something's changing. Um, I think given the position I was in, like, that was just inevitable. And, and it's, it's how it goes. Um, but like, where, and I guess, like, kind of, you know, pick my head up um, more recently. And it's like, holy shit, like, this is what we've been building the last five to six years. Here we are. Um, and, and a lot of it has, has been in the last like 12 months. Um, and, and it's not that we're at a perfect in a perfect place and everything's so stable. Nothing is ever going to be that way. And it was never that way in the beginning. Um, I think part of it was like, early on, like ignorance, like, it was a lot of fun. And it still is a lot of fun. But at the time, early on was just like, day by day, like, what's what's it going to be today? What's the next thing that we're working on? So when I when I think about getting to a more stable place, um, I do think about where we're at today. I think about uh, the leadership team that we have in place. Um, I think about the operations that we have in place. I think about the operating principles that we have in place and, and how, as we've grown, um, we've never really lost this vision that we've had. We've never really lost this mentality that we have. And I think that's something from early on being like, was super important to me. Um, and, and saying like, once we get to a certain scale, like we are going to start to lose these things. And it's like, no, like this is how we get to that scale. This is how we continue to grow as we, we abide by these operating principles and we do what we've always done. Um, but when I think about like getting to a certain point where, where it's comfortable, like I just don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, and maybe that's my position that I'm in as a company. Yes. Um, but I don't think I've ever been in a position in, in my six years where I've personally looked and say like, okay, this is where I could get comfortable. Um, and I, or, or, okay, I've done this before. And I think that's, that's kind of the beauty of, of this. And, and, and part of it's with the position that I'm in. Part of it is how long I've been here. Um, but I, I guess on the other side, like I've always felt comfortable with the uncomfortable, um, you yeah. know, where we're going, what we're doing. It was never like, this is, isn't going to happen. It was always a matter of when um, it, it's why I kind of relate to the, you know, to earlier in this conversation of like, what got me interested in next health? Like why Al? Um, he is so hell bent on making this happen. And, and he has, and, and has been since the beginning um, that it's like, it was always going to happen. I think it was a matter of when, and, and it's, it's obviously a matter of how, but um, 
yeah, I, I think that is kind of a circle that I just put out there, but I hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really incredible to see kind of the entire company rally together. Um, even when we're pivoting and changing small moments, even recently when we kind of announced or will be hopefully announcing soon, just like what we're doing with our suite of products and yeah. simplifying on a go-to-market perspective and how that's happening on the product and engineering side of the room. Um, so I think it, it, it's a huge testament to our leadership, uh, you know, specifically with, you know, Al yeah. Al. I think like one other, one other thing that I just like learned very early on and like talking about, talking about things that like doing things others won't, um, like in a startup and, and early on, like you, you literally just have to assume nothing's going to happen unless you're like all over it. You're all over everybody and you're all over everything or like else it like likely nothing's going to happen. Um, and, and I think that's how we've always operated. Um, I, I know this isn't necessarily your question, but just another point there. A lot of ownership. I mean, yeah. listen, if there's uh, specifically at a startup, there's, there's nowhere to hide. Um, so everybody's <laughs> got to be doing the job of you know typically you know two three people yeah i i'll used to uh you know a lot of our early customers in the new york area new york city um like this is a good story uh he we had this we had an emr integration we were looking to build um and there was this doctor out uh in queens um Super old office, but was using the system. We really wanted access to the system. We really wanted to build this out. Um, it took a lot of time building a relationship with this doctor. Uh, and Al was doing the installs here. He was going to go do the install in person. So it's so exactly what you're saying. Um, our CEO was going out to do an install at this office. <laughs> the only time we could do it was a Sunday morning. Um, absolutely threw Al under the bus on this. It's like, yep, we can absolutely be there. We can do it. Um, to my surprise, Al gets up super early on a Sunday morning and not like Al to do that, um, goes out there, meets with this doctor, ends up building the integration, ends up doing the install. Like that, that was a pretty cool moment. Um, and, and that was something that would happen over and over again. You know, we'd be on the phone with an office and they'd be like, great, let's do this. Can you come and can you come and do this? And we would get on the subway and go to their office and figure it out. Um, and this was before we necessarily knew what we were doing had built out the product yet. So um, there's a lot of stories like that. There's a lot of stories of pretty much just doing whatever the hell you had to do to get the job done because there was no other option. Yeah, I think it's really about living in the details. I mean, you know, being an early employee, whether that's Al or yourself, you know, you'll go to, you'll be responsible for launching the customer, training them on the product, they'll give feedback. And then, you know, the response from a Bobby or Al is, um, I have some feedback and, you know, the response is, oh, I'll tell the product manager. It's like, well, I have a bug. Oh, I'll tell the support person. And those are all the same person, right? That's <laughs> all just Bobby or Al because there's, there's just no one else, right? So you put on this mass that the company might be a little bit larger, but the truth is, is that you have one or two people who are operating the size of a 10 person company. Yeah, I think, um, exactly. Like you have to be a generalist. Uh, the generalists succeed there. Obviously, when companies get to a certain point, like specialized, being a specialist, specializing is important. But um, when it comes to being like a very successful contributor early on, like you have to generalist. Like in the early days, like you're not going to get, or just in general, like 
there's a single person that's going to qualify to lead, schedule them for a demo, demo them, sell them, sign them up, uh, lead implementation, provide product support. Like now we don't have seven people to do that. We had one. Um, and that's yeah. how it was for a very long time. So you're now working on partnerships in the API. Um, again, you've been here for six years. Obviously the vision is something that excites you, but what some, what's something specific in your day to day that's, you know, really getting you excited about next health today? Yeah. Um, I'm like thrilled to be, to be focusing on this now. And, and to be honest, it's something I spent a good amount of time on two and a half, three years ago, but we weren't really there yet of, of going to market with this product our, our synchronizer API. Um, the coolest part to me is, you know, dealing with a lot of these companies, a lot of these other startups, a lot of these developers, even in the early days where they, they might still be in school, um, dealing with someone like that, who's a senior in college looking to build a product to publicly traded companies and actually helping them build a product, helping them go to market and helping them do it with, with our technology. Like it is the epitome of our vision. Um, and I think that's, what's amazing. Like that's what, when I think about day to day, when I think about what I'm doing and I'm working on, like, that's it. Um, and, and that ties into the broader mission here. Um, and that's why I say like, there's a lot of things that we've worked on the last six years, um, six plus years, you know, and it all relates back to our mission. Uh, and like now a lot of it's really truly starting to come to fruition and you're you all are starting to see a lot more of that now. Um, but that's, what's exciting to me. Like I, it's what I love to do. It's, it's, it's what I love about myself. So Bobby, we're coming up here at time. Um, want to make sure, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Obviously I'm sure we'll get you back on the show. Um, but want to make sure that you have an opportunity to share any last thoughts for today's episode. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to come back on, but no, I, uh, I don't have too much. Um, I don't have anything in particular. I think I just think about, you know, our operating principles. I think embracing this change on a day-to-day -day basis versus dreading it is like a really important, important note that I'd make. Um, it's, it's, it's something that makes next health, next health. Um, but no, I, I don't have anything in particular. You should be really proud. Being a first boy is freaking impossible. Um, and next health is really turning into something <laughs> pretty wild. Um, yeah, no, it's a privilege. I, I think that's what I'd, I'd actually leave it with. Like being, being, being able to join early, being the first employee here. Um, like it's a privilege. Like I, I know there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of sweat and tears that went into this. Um, and, and like I said, like, you find yourself doing a job that you've never done before constantly. And like, it's a blessing, it's a curse. And, and like, personally, like I'm incredibly lucky to, to be able to find out, to be able to find next health and be, be put in this position, have that trust. Um, so yeah, it, it's a privilege. And I, and I would say like being able to learn quickly, like you just got to throw yourself into it and that's how you do it. Right on. I'd say it's earned. Um, everybody, Bobby Jones, Bobby, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you all.